Chicago Blackhawks are set to play in their second preseason game against the Minnesota Wild tonight. I'll go over the projected forward lines and defensive pairings, as well as Philip Kurashev's season preview. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your weekend. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and follow me on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, just a reminder go and smash that like button, comment down below, and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. If you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, make sure to spread the word. Go and tell a friend or a family member the start of the regular season is right around the corner and you don't want to miss out on all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts. All right, good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show, uh, again, your very first listen here to start off your weekend. I hope everyone's weekend is treating them well so far. And I do want to say I apologize for not getting this episode out a little bit earlier in the morning. I was still, uh, of course, the Chicago Blackhawks are set to play their second preseason game in just a couple hours here against the Minnesota Wild. That's Uh, a 6 p.m. Central Time puck drop up in Minnesota, by the way. And I do not believe, I'll double check for you all right now, but I do not believe it is set to be nationally broadcasted in Chicago. So for those of you out there who are wanting to tune in to the Blackhawks' second game of action, you might have to go the streaming route this evening. Yes, that is correct. I'm looking at the NHL app right now. It's not going to be on NBC Sports Chicago or something. So got to do your best to to try to find another way. I'm going to do my best so I could cover the Blackhawks in action, second game of the season, of course, but I did want to get this out earlier. That was my intention, but we didn't have official confirmation on the Blackhawks lineup until about 1130, 12 o'clock. So wanted to be sure that I had um, everything correct when I started today's episode. And also uh, for those of you golf fans who are tuning into this, the Ryder Cup got a little spicy this morning and the Americans might have some life, but I'll save that for another podcast that I do. But getting into the Blackhawks projected forward lines and defensive pairing starting goaltender for their second game of the preseason tonight against the division rival Minnesota Wild. Looks like we're going to see basically everyone for the most part that didn't play in the first preseason game uh, where the Blackhawks won two to one in overtime against the St. Louis Blues. So the top line that we're going to see in action tonight is Tyler Johnson, Cole Gutman, and Taylor Radish, which have worked basically all throughout training camp together. And if things were, you know, if the regular season was set to open tomorrow, they would kind of be penciled in as the Blackhawks' third line. And we heard from Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson leading into training camp about how they wanted to give their youngsters an opportunity to play down the middle, Connor Bedard, on the top line center spot. Lucas Reichel not on the wing. He's beginning the season down the middle 
on the second line. And then Cole Gutman is the one who's getting a chance to kick things off centering the third line. I do really like this line for the Blackhawks. Tyler Johnson, I think, is a really good uh, veteran guy to add with these two youngsters. Someone that it has a well-rounded game, but still uh, has the, the uh, ability to chip in offensively. And then for Taylor Radish, Personally, as I'll talk about kind of a a little bit later in this episode, kind of a spoiler alert, I like him on this third line. um, But personally, I think he's deserving of an opportunity inside the Blackhawks top six out of the gate with his goal scoring ability and the way that he finished last season. So kind of one thing I'm curious to see if Radish winds up getting that opportunity throughout training camp or the preseason, but he is opening things up. No surprise tonight alongside uh, Cole Gutman and Tyler Johnson. And the second line for the Blackhawks this evening kind of looks to be their extras. It's Boris Kachuk, Mackenzie Entwistle, and Joey Anderson. And quite honestly, one or two of these guys might be heading down to Rockford to begin the regular season. If I had to guess right now, it would probably be uh, Joey Anderson and Boris Kachuk. Mackenzie Entwistle, I- I've thought, looked really good in the Blackhawks scrimmages, but it's a really big opportunity for that trio tonight. Uh, and of course, Kachuk and Anderson did a lot of good work late in the season with Jujar Kara centering them. A really big game, uh, first preseason action for all three of those guys. Then we're going to see a slew of Blackhawks prospects here on the third line and Samuel Savoie, Paul Ludwinski, and Colton Dock. The latter of those two were um, at training camp for the Chicago Blackhawks this time last year, but both actually got injured during the Tom Curvers prospect showcase. So didn't get in any preseason action. This is their first little look. If I, I, if I'm remembering that correctly, Uh, but we did see Samuel Savoie uh, a couple of times in the preseason and, you know, he loves to mix it up, loves to be a little bit of a goon out there, smile on his face, getting physical, getting feisty, uh, and he didn't look out of place in the preseason, and he wasn't scared to mix it up with some big boys. So fully expect him to play with that edge again tonight in his first bit of preseason action. And then the fourth line for the Blackhawks rounding out their forward group is Anders Bjork, Brett Sini, and Reese Johnson potentially setting up a line, or at least Sini and Bjork, I think, have a chance to play together down in Rockford to begin the season. Reese Johnson looks like he's headed there to begin the campaign as well, but probably not going to be in as much of an offensive-minded role as Anders Bjork and uh, Brett Sini. Then on the back end, we are going to see Kevin Korchinski for the second game in a row for the Blackhawks. He's going to be playing on the top pairing, but he's not going to be alongside Connor Murphy tonight. He's getting the night off along with Seth Jones. That means Nikita Zaitsev is going to get into the Blackhawks lineup for the first time this preseason after kind of questionably not being bought out this offseason, which I thought was uh, an interesting move, but the Blackhawks do need uh, a little bit more veteran presence and we're a bit thin on the right side of things. So I guess I kind of understand it, but at the same time, Zaitsev looked pretty awful after being acquired from the Ottawa Senators. And don't forget, they gave us a free second round pick just to take him. So didn't look very good in Ottawa either. Going to be curious to see how he fares with the young Kevin Korchinski tonight. Then we're going to see Isaac Phillips and Nolan Allen is getting in the lineup once again, but he's going to be playing on the right side. But I do think this is a really interesting pairing because, as I've mentioned a couple of times in the last few days, Nolan Allen really seems to be rising through the ranks right now and clearly is someone that Luke Richardson really likes. He's been outspoken about him numerous times during his media sessions, and it seems, you know, like he he is giving Allen an opportunity. I don't know how likely it's going to be, but he's giving him all the opportunities in the world to make this Blackhawks team out of camp. Again, I don't think it's going to happen, but they sure seem to be impressed with Nolan Allen. And he kind of seems to have bumped Isaac Phillips at this point in time. It seems like 
Phillips is kind of a shoe in right now to begin the season down in Rockford. So a really big game for both of those two. And then Ethan Del Mastro and Louis Clevier are rounding out the third defensive pairing. They've been together all throughout uh, training camp so far as well. And I fully expect them to get a lot of time together this season down in Rockford. In net for the Blackhawks is going to be their backup this season. And Arvid Soderbloom, who's getting uh, his first, you know, full-time NHL campaign for the Blackhawks this year, spent the last two seasons after coming over to North America down with the Rockford Ice Hogs. Mostly the Blackhawks had some injury concerns that, you know, led to him being called up and whatnot, but he's getting his first full-time crack this season. And there's been a lot of good reports coming out uh, from Blackhawks camp about Arvid Soderbloom, how they feel he has that it factor and could potentially be the goaltender of the future for the Chicago Blackhawks, which is a really interesting debate in and alone of itself. Is it going to be Soderbloom, Camesso, Stauber you could keep in that mix? Dominic Bassey is probably the most unlikely one of the bunch, but he had a really good college season last year. Then, of course, they drafted Adam Guyan with the uh, first goaltender off the board in the 2023 NHL draft. So it's going to be interesting to see which one or two of those guys truly emerge in these next couple of years. But undoubtedly, a good situation for the Blackhawks to be in. Um, But I'd expect Soderbloom to play the first half of the game. And then Mitchell Weeks is backing him up. He'll probably come in for the second half. But as far as the Minnesota Wild are going, it's kind of a similar lineup for them. Uh, I I do think they have most of their... um, Big time defenseman in the lineup, but their forward group is is quite honestly a little lacking. Um, they they are playing Carson Lambos, Kalen Addison, John Merrill, and Alex Galagoski. So as I referenced, uh, a good chunk of their NHL defensemen are going to be playing tonight. But out of their forward group, uh, they're going to be led by Sammy Walker, who scored a hat trick at the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase against the Blackhawks. They'll have Brandon Duhane there, Connor Dewar. Uh, Vinny Latiri is going to be there. Blackhawks legend Jujar Kara is suiting up tonight. The really interesting point to keep an eye on is whether or not Philip Gustafson is going to be getting the start. He was listed on their active roster, but it's either going to be him or Zane McIntyre, which obviously uh, makes a pretty good difference considering Philip Gustafson was one of the best goaltenders in the NHL last season. So keep an eye on whether or not he gets to start in that tonight for the Wild. As far as a couple other storylines that I think all you Blackhawks fans should be watching throughout this preseason game, First and foremost, it's Soderbloom's first game of preseason action. And like I just referenced, there's been a little bit more buzz behind him leading up to this season. And I do wonder if at some point in time this year, given that Peter Morazic, he did look good down the stretch for the Hawks last year, and I'll give him credit for that, but undoubtedly was a shaky season as a whole. And if Soderbloom, you know, can can find momentum like he has in Rockford these last couple of years and takes that next step. I'm curious as to whether or not he's going to take over the starting load, and if so, when that is going to occur. So going to see how Arvid Soderbloom fares out of the gate tonight against Minnesota. Uh, I also think you got to keep an eye on that third line of Tyler Johnson, um, Cole Gutman, and Taylor Radish playing as the top line for the Blackhawks tonight, of course. But as I referenced, kind of seeming to be the third line for Chicago if they were to open things up. If this were a regular season game, that's probably where they would be. So you want to see if they're establishing chemistry, considering they've been together for the greater part of the last two weeks now. Uh, And then I think you also just got to keep an eye on all the young defensemen in the lineup. Kevin Korchinski is getting another game of action. Obviously, that's a storyline in and alone of itself, whether or not he's going to make the team. I just outlined how Nolan Allen is really getting all these opportunities. And then Isaac Phillips is getting his first crack and same with Ethan Del Mastro and Louis Clevier. So I do think there are plenty of things to keep an eye on in the Blackhawks matchup with the Wild tonight, despite them not rolling out. Neither team's 
rolling out their NHL lineups. All right, folks, don't go anywhere because coming up in just a moment, I obviously have to get into forward Philip Kurashev's 2023-2024 season preview. But first, I got to talk to you all about FanDuel. Football season is underway and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every single time that they win in the regular season. Just don't bet on the Chicago Bears because obviously they haven't won in basically a calendar year. So not, not looking good for them, but for any other NHL, NFL team, excuse me, you can pick any of them and you'll get bonus bets every single time that they win in the regular season. And you can use these bonus bets to bet on anything from the money line to the point spread over unders and even player props. And I personally, it's gone cold the last two weeks. I've talked about this a couple of times, but betting on the over of Justin Fields rushing yards it was dynamite for quite a while there. And I'm really hoping that the Chicago bears just start to let him play his football because the pocket passer stuff with the weapons and the scheme that they have, it ain't working regardless. I want a lot of money betting on FanDuel, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus I love when I win, they pay me out instantly and you can sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to start earning your bonus bets with America's number one sports book. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to start earning bonus bets right now. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, be sure, please, to go and smash that like button for me. I would greatly appreciate it. Comment down below as to what your expectations are for forward Philip Kurashev entering his fourth NHL season. And then, of course, go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube if you haven't done so already. And also go and tell a friend. The start of the regular season is right around the corner. If you love this show, please go and spread the word. This is the best spot, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Go and smash that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. All right, segment two. Time to get into another one of my Chicago Blackhawks. Season previews, as you all know by now, having the honors today is none other than 23-year-old forward Philip Kurashev, who is set to turn 24 years old here in just a couple of weeks and, believe it or not, is already entering his fourth NHL season with the Chicago Blackhawks. Crazy to think, you know, just how fast time truly does fly. I feel the same way with Connor Murphy, who I just had a season preview on yesterday. And by the way, if you want to get all caught up on the season previews, if you're not you can easily do so on the YouTube channel. I've already gone over Connor Bedard, Taylor Hall, Seth Jones, Andreas Athanasiu, and Connor Murphy. You can easily go find that on the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. But yeah, Kershev was a fourth-round pick for the Blackhawks back in the 2018 NHL draft. Uh, I remember he actually was, uh, or that draft pick, I guess, was received by the Blackhawks from the Nashville Predators as part of the Ryan Hartman trade that sent him to Nashville all those years ago. Um, but Kershaw, for being a 2018 fourth round pick, he really burst onto the NHL scene pretty quickly in the 2021 campaign, COVID shortened campaign, uh, because he only played 39 games of AHL action before becoming a full-time NHLer. He was a full-time NHLer for the Blackhawks like that right out of the get-go. Um, and, and when I was kind of going through things, I, I remembered back to the time when Philip Kershaw was like considered the Blackhawks best forward prospect in the entire pipeline, which I think goes to show you all the great work, again, that general manager Kyle Davidson has done since taking over. Um, and I don't really mean this as a knock on Kurashev, but when he was the top forward prospect in the pipelines, to think that 
he was in that position and, and quite honestly just hasn't really shown any signs of being like a, a top six forward. Yeah, it really goes to show you the, the true turnaround that the Chicago Blackhawks have had. Um, but for Kershev, like I said, he's been given a top six opportunity. And what, what's been interesting is it seems like he's getting that opportunity again for the Chicago Blackhawks um, right out of the gate. He hasn't really made the most of it. And consistency has been the biggest issue for Philip Kershev. I think everyone can attest to that because he will give you these flashes every now and again, and he has the speed. And at times he has the skill game as well, but now entering his fourth NHL season, it's kind of time to put it all together. But I'm really curious to see what Philip Kershev's role is going to be, because at this point in time, I, I don't really know. The interesting thing is, like I just said, he's still getting a top six opportunity to begin training camp for the Blackhawks alongside Lucas Reichel and Andreas Athanasiu on that second line. But in the preseason opener, when Kershev scored the first goal of the preseason for the Blackhawks, he was actually out there on the ice with Connor Bedard and Taylor Hall for that shift because of a previous extended shift by Ryan Donato. And that kind of led me to, you know, talking about whether or not Kershev is going to get an opportunity on the right wing spot with Connor Bedard, because personally, I, I don't think Ryan Donato is it at this point in time. And I would rather see over Donato. I'd rather see someone like Kershev, mostly for me, Taylor Radish, but it does feel like the Blackhawks are still giving him a chance to be a top six forward. But in my mind personally, and I could be drastically wrong, but from what Philip Kurashev has showed me, I, I just don't believe him to be a true top six forward of the future for the Chicago Blackhawks. And look, maybe he gets the job done this season. Maybe he fits that role and kind of benefits, I think, from playing with, with some more skill guys. But I still believe long-term, he's a, a third or fourth liner of the future. And, and for that reason, I'd rather see someone like Taylor Radish get an opportunity on that top line with Bedard and Taylor Hall who has that goal scoring upside. And I think, I think in the right spot, Taylor Radish could be a 30 goal scorer at some point in time. Maybe I'm overhyping him a little bit, but I, I trust his offensive ceiling more than I trust Philip Kershev's at this point in time. So um, we'll see what Philip Kershev's role ends up becoming because um, it, it seems like the Blackhawks are, are still giving him the chances, but from what I've seen in the past and look, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I don't think he's the right fit long-term for the Blackhawks. So going to be curious to see what winds up being Philip Kershev's role for Chicago this season. But before I talk about his expectations and some of the other things, I do want to just quickly go over the stats that he's put up these last couple of years. In the 2021-2022 campaign, his second NHL season, he played in 67 games. Kind of a down year, honestly, for Kershev. Six goals and 15 assists for 21 points. A middle six opportunity for the most part. Had two power play goals. What's interesting is he shot 7%, which you know, is actually like not terrible, but to only have six goals tells you he really wasn't all that aggressive with the puck on his stick. He wasn't firing the biscuit on net very often. Uh, and he did average 13 minutes of ice time. So not the most meaningful role, but I, I still think um, it was a bit of a down year for Philip Kershev, considering we wanted to see him take that leap from his rookie season. And then this past year is when he got mostly a top six opportunity for a majority of the campaign. But in 70 games, he still only put up 25 points, didn't hit 10 goals, nine tallies, and 16 assists for those 25 points, didn't have a single power play goal. And again, he shot 7.8% in 70 games. That's not a terrible shooting percentage. It's not great, but it's not outrageous. So for him to still only have nine goals, it just tells me he's still a little bit of a tentative player. And 
I, I just don't think he's a, a true top six piece. And his time on ice jumped up by over four and a half minutes. Uh, he averaged 17 minutes and 25 seconds of time on ice for the Blackhawks last year. I just, man, I have some concerns about his long-term future as a top six guy. And I think a lot of people feel the same way that he's probably just not a, a top six fit. So that's why I'm so interested to see what's going to become of him this year. Um, but with that being said too, he's also not really much of a shop blocker, or a physical presence had 38 hits for the Blackhawks in 70 games last year, won every other game, not really a, a huge penalty kill guy. So yeah, that that's kind of where I, I feel like Philip Kershev could be a little bit of an awkward tweener moving forward and why this, this season is also so big for him personally figuring out what he's going to be at the NHL level. All right, folks, coming up in just a moment, I still have to get into my expectations for Philip Kershev this season and what I believe would make for a successful season out of him. All right, segment three, picking up where I left off. Let's get into my expectations for Philip Kershev heading into his fourth NHL campaign. And because of the things that I just talked about and the concerns that I have about Philip Kershev's long-term fit for his role right now, uh, I think my expectations are a, a little, maybe a little bit different than what some people would have because I don't see him as a true top six forward. So I, I'd kind of like to see him progress and develop his game in other areas. Now, would I still like to see him, you know, work on his offensive production? Yeah, the consistency is really what's kind of been a killer for him. I definitely think he needs to be more consistent than he has the last two years. Um, that's just been been the prop, the biggest problem for Philip Kershev is we just haven't seen it often enough despite all the opportunities that he's been given. So I think so- finding a solid baseline is really my biggest expectation for Philip Kershev enter- entering the season. And then given that I think he's more of a third liner down the road, I, I would just like to see him kind of become a bit more rugged and-, and tougher to play against and to further round out his game. Like I still feel like He's a little bit thin and he gets pushed around out there. And again, maybe that's not his game, but that's why I more so would feel like he would turn into this awkward tweener with all the forward talent that the Blackhawks are going to be have having come up these next few years, right? That could leave Philip Kershev in a really awkward position if he doesn't develop other areas of his game. So that's why I think it's so crucial for him to do that this season instead of being that awkward kind of tweener forever where not quite good enough to be a top six guy, but when you put him in the bottom six, he really doesn't mesh well either because those aren't offensive-minded roles. So it's a really interesting situation for Philip Kershev. And I almost feel like, I know it's tough at 23 or 24 years of age, but he's got to look himself in the mirror and know he's not going to be the guy alongside Connor Bedard. That's not why the Blackhawks, you know, drafted him in the first place. And that's not why, not where they're going to want him to be long-term. So I do feel like my biggest expectation for Philip Kershev, if he wants to cement himself as a piece of this Blackhawks future is to further round out his game a little bit. And I think that's the biggest part of what will make this a successful season. He has to find that, level of consistency, that solid baseline. And I also think it's time for him to start playing like a man too. Like he's got to get a little bit tougher. He's got to get harder to play against. And he's just got to be more present on a nightly basis. Um, I also think it would be huge for him. I think he's going to get an opportunity on the second power play unit, at least out of the gate, if he could weaponize himself in that area, especially if Lucas Reichel is going to be playing on the second unit, if they're going to be splitting up him and Connor Bedard to kind of balance things out. It's really big for Philip Kershev to kind of take advantage of that opportunity as well. 
Um, especially if he's trying to play this skill game long-term, which I, I don't think the depth chart favors him in that area. So uh, that's why I think it would be a successful season for Khrushchev if he gets stronger, kind of starts turning into a man a little bit more and just becomes more well-rounded and reliable in all types of situations. And then as far as my projection goes, this is a really tough one as well, because I'll admit I could be wrong on Philip Khrushchev. I don't think I am. Um, but maybe he does wind up making the most of this opportunity and um, proves me wrong, but I'm still not, I'm still not expecting it. So as far as his projection goes, and again, one thing I do want to outline for you all as well, I'm just doing this based on an 82 game projection and uh, Philip Kershev's never played more than 70 games in a season. So obviously you got to keep that in mind when going through all of these things, but I do believe he, he is still capable of, putting up career best numbers. And if you look at his numbers, they have been kind of uh, slowly, they have been slowly incremented. They have been getting better year in and year out as he's been getting more and more of an opportunity. So I do think it's possible. I I think he's going to score 14 goals is what I have him at. That would be a career high. I also have him penciled in for 24 assists, which would be a career high. And then of course the 38 points total would be a career high as well. But still, I think that's more of what he is a 35, 40, 45 point getter. That's just my personal opinion on him. And from what I've said before, I'd personally like to see Taylor Radish get an opportunity up on that top line first, but Kershev still is in a really good spot. If he's going to be playing on the second line, I think Lucas Reichel is set to have a big year. I mentioned Athanasiu, I think could be a 50 point guy this season. I'm going to have Philip Kershev at 38 points for the Blackhawks with three power play goals while averaging 15 minutes and 30 seconds of time on ice. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, and to go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube, excuse me, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. (coughs) My goodness, as always, I apologize for everyone that heard that. I'm your host, Jack Bushman, a shameful Jack Bushman at this point in time. If you don't hate me, go and follow me on Twitter at Jack Bushman too, or you can check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until the next episode, it's going to do it here from the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.